heart the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF and Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo, well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Now, when I was talking about my forebearers, those were my forebearers, and I, I work with um, most of them, and uh, or a lot of them, and uh, you know knew them well, learned from them. A lot of those, lot of those people on there. Uh, Bill Friday's on there because he he was a great supporter of WPTF, and he also was a spotter for. Uh, when he was a student at, at NC State, he was a spotter on the radio for uh, football games mm-hmm. that that were called and carried on WPTF. And, uh, you know, he was on a lot. But, boy, did he love WPTF. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Uh, but uh, this is the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and uh, also – Paul McKenzie, who is an extension agent in Warren and Vance County. Anything that the Vance Warren people need to know? You got anything coming up? We're getting. We still got Randy on here from Oxford, which is 
just down the road from you. Yeah, well, uh, Randy was asking about uh, our garden at the farmer's market yeah. uh, that the Master Gardeners uh, installed at the Vance County Regional Farmer's Market in Henderson. So how do we find it? And our, our opening day is uh, April Saturday, April 23rd. Uh, we should have a, a, a good turnout of vendors. That's our annual spring fling event. And uh, we're we're located right off of South Beckford Drive in Henderson. And the garden's there all the time. Yeah, the garden's there, you know, anytime it's daylight, basically, you know, help, help yourself, go walk around. And it's really starting to look beautiful already. Uh, things are things are popping up already. Now, what about this uh, vine that uh, we've been talking about? It's a uh, kind of a reddish coral. It's coral uh, colored, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's a beautiful native plant. It's the native you know, version of honeysuckle. But the, um, what you buy at the stores or is or more of a hybrid variety, would you say? Yeah, I, I, I'm not <clears throat> sure if, if if there's different cultivars of that. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I do know that there's a yellow cultivar uh, that's gorgeous. Uh, but I think Randy, uh, I'm guessing, Randy, you just saw it popping up in your yard or your property somewhere. Um, so you ne- he needs to cultivate that. Yeah, I, I don't see why he couldn't, um, you know, carefully dig it up if he wants to move it or, or just, you know, kind of take care of it in place. Um, it, it's going to do well if it has some kind of support trellis to climb on. Right. Um, and it's not it's not going to cling. You're going to have to. Uh, yeah, you'll kind of have to encourage it. And use I think uh, Irv Evans used to say use like fishing line. You can use fishing line to train sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to do best in full sun. It, it'll come yes, up. It'll come up in better. shade. Yeah. But um, as far as having a really spectacular show of blooms, full sun is the way to go. And boy, you talk about attracting hummingbirds. Oh yes. Oh, they love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah, another that's advantage. Got long tubular red flowers. Randy, uh, I guess we lost Randy. Well, I hope Randy heard all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he can. Um, Johnny uh, Coley is your extension agent there in Oxford. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful town Oxford is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you could you could contact him. If you have any more uh, questions about that, but yeah, d- definitely. You know, Henderson's just out of the road. Go over there and look at the. So the farmers market is opening next week, April twenty third. Yeah, is our give opening the, uh, day. Give the address again. It's uh, right off of South Beckford in uh, uh, in Henderson. Yeah, easy to find. All right, Paul is in Wendell. Paul, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful, beautiful day today, isn't it? It is gorgeous, no doubt about it. And I have to give a little plug. Um, I just received in the mail yesterday my brand new black cow hat and black cow shirt, and I'm wearing my shirt right as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I have the same thing, Paul. You know what? I would encourage everybody to look at the back of the bag because there's a great little coupon on there. Yeah, and uh, for I think it's twenty bucks. You get a hat and a nice shirt. It fits great, feels good. It's a nice hat too. It's not like a cheapo hat. That's right. Uh, I have one myself, and I, you know, they, in a website that you can use has a lot of uh, great information on there too, and, and a, so, a great product. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've acquired some. 
20-gallon containers that I'm going to try and grow my tomatoes in this year. And they're, they had, uh, well, it doesn't matter what they had in them. They had amino acids in them, um, so it was like nothing hot, toxic or anything. But they're sealed, and they don't have any holes. And I was wondering if you guys could give me some advice on where I should grow some drainage holes in it. About five on the whole bottom. Yeah. <laughs> on the bottom, not like yeah. up the side a little bit, so that you could keep a little bit of water in there when it gets dry? Well, it no. will. I mean, some will stay in there, but... No, you, you don't want water... You don't want it to sit. Puddling yeah. in the bottom. No. You just want the soil moist. Yeah. But but okay. not yeah but not uh, yeah, you, you just don't want it to dry out basically I think yeah. it's a better way to put that yeah you don't okay. you don't, you don't want to kind of create a perched water table so to speak okay um, yeah have you got time for a quick story yeah yeah I guess so, uh, uh, this is uh, you know related to your uh, recent trip there Mike uh, oh yeah a friend friend of mine was making a documentary years ago about the whaling wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found out about this old guy who was like in his 90s. And they said he had been coming to the Wailing Wall every day for like 70 years. So my friend tracked this guy down. And, uh, you know, he's talking to him for his movie. And um, he said, uh, so uh, what have you been praying for all this time? And he said, well, world peace. He said, how's that going? He said, eh, I think I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But uh, the most uh, sacred place in, um, in you know, in, in certainly in Israel for uh, oh, yeah. the Jewish people, it, it is it's really extraordinary to to go there. Uh, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's 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 overwhelming, and uh, you know, f- I'm sure for years afterward, I'll still be tr- trying to, to take it all in. Have, have you ever read uh, James Michener's book, The Source? No. It is a fabulous book about that area and the way Michener can weave a story. It's about an archaeological dig. Yeah, but of which also, there are many. Yeah, and and the things that they find, and then he relates it to the people and, and the history going back to the Earth gods, you know. And uh, it's a it's a really great book. I found out after Michener passed away that it was his favorite book he ever wrote. So I'll look I that up. I, I, I will. I promise to look that up, uh, Paul. It's a long book, like Michener's are, but it's yeah. it's really really well worth it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Always nice talking to you. Oh, I'll see you next week. Okay, sure. great. We'd love to love for you to come by. Now, if you want one of Rufus's plants, you have to come by early. I'll be there early. All right. All right. Thank you, Paul. See you then. Bye-bye. We'll be at the State Farmer's Market next week in Raleigh. Uh, Herb is in Chapel Hill. Hey, Herb. Good morning. Good morning, Herb. We haven't heard from you in a long time. Yeah, I've been running around, running around, trying to keep my mother settled in. (laughs) So back and forth to Jamesville. I guess uh, the heron are running, aren't they? Or. Yeah, pretty much, but, you know, you can't catch them anymore, so uh, that's how that goes. Mike, um, well, I think it sounds like the band is back together again, Uh, Rufus and Ann with you. Uh, Ann's sitting over there, Rufus is over there. Well, fantastic. I'm sitting in the parking lot at Kenan Flagler over here. Uh, I just finished the 10-mile, Tar Heel 10-mile or so, 
I have not heard the program, but I have one thing I want to say, and that is, has anybody mentioned that the master gardeners in Durham are having a sale today? No, uh, it was mentioned last week. Andrea Lane was on. She used to be a Durham Extension Master Gardener, but she's in Mitchell County now. Okay. And well, uh, I, she did mention that, though, but uh, not today. Yeah, well, I think it's between either 10 or 11 and 1 on Foster Street, downtown Durham. So we just wanted to throw that, throw that Thank out you, there. thank you, thank you for that. And no, we're going to have no, uh, the, a couple of those Extension agents on next week with us at the Farmer's Market. Uh, Mike, I had my plum trees fully bloomed, and the coal came killed every one of the blooms. So uh, I'm out of plums, and I think very much about our farmers who are out there struggling to try to keep things up. So I would ask people when they go to the shelves of the big box places in the wall, look at the label, and it won't hurt to pay maybe a couple extra pennies for the local people. Uh, who have stuff on those shelves. And Absolutely. So, so y'all have a great day, and it's just great to hear the family back together. Um, well, it's good to be here. And I will talk to you all on another occasion, God willing. Please do. Please, We always love hearing from you, Herb. And uh, our best to your mother. Oh, yeah, she's around driving somewhere now. Okay. <laughs> well, there are not that many places to drive in Jamesville, are there? Oh, she! let me tell you, she's around and around and around and around. Well, she's a politician, so I guess so. Yeah. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Take care. All right. David is in Raleigh. David, good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes, good morning. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question about um, green giant trees. I planted a row of about 75 green giants. Arbovitae. Yeah. Um. And now I planted those because they said they were more hardy than the, the Leland Cypress. Much more so. They don't have a, the disease uh, problems that Leland Cypress have. But they have started to die off. I've lost about five. I wanted to see I hire somebody to come out and take a look at those. Or do you have any suggestions for what, what you, I should do to keep the rest from dying off? You're just kind of seeing general dieback? I guess they're kind of dying like close to each other. Like there's three in a row now that I need to take out. When um, when did you plant them, and how big are they? Um, they were planted several years ago. These are these are trees that are, you know, ten, twelve feet high. And do you, have you looked for uh, bagworms? Um, I had somebody mention that, and I looked around the trees, and I didn't see anything. But I don't really know what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it's basically it looks like almost kind of like a little small Christmas tree ornament made out of uh, you know dead foliage. Um, not a very attractive Christmas tree ornament, but I mean mm. it kind of looks like that hanging down off the limbs about you know a couple inches long, um, and that will cause uh, the tips of the branches to die back. Um, so that that'd be one thing to look for, um, but um, actually. Uh, was watching a, a webinar the other day f- from the NC State Plant Disease and Insect Clinic, and uh, they said that um, it's gotten to where it, it sounds like it's getting to where uh, the the Thuja Green Giant is is trending towards the level of of difficulty that we've had with Leyland Cypress over the years. 
you know, which doesn't. So they're not as disease resistant as we thought. Doesn't really. Well, you know, I think sometimes things change as we plant more and more of them and then it becomes more and more popular. Right. Um, so, um, but anyway, that's kind of water over the bridge in your case. Um, uh, you know, you, you can send a sample. You can contact your um, your county extension center. Did you say you're in Wake County or? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you can uh, you can take a photo of it, uh, kind of uh, back a little way, so you can see the tree, and then close up so you can see the limbs, and take a, a piece of the dead limb with you to a garden center, uh, wherever is convenient for you, Logan's or Campbell Road, uh, wherever. And we can also, the Plant Disease and Insect Clinic at NC State can also do, you know, some diagnosis with a proper sample. Um, And so you could contact the Wake County Extension Center for the details on how to do that if if you did want to pursue that option. They are off of, uh, they're in a complex off of Pool Road. Right, right off the interstate. You would have to carry it out there and they would send in the sample. Right. Well, David, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news. I've had bad luck with lots and lots of Leland Cypress and I've had what what uh i call the the chinese the wall of china which is what you're talking about and mine have been in the ground now about 25 years and they're just dying off i just don't think they live that long and i'm getting rid of them yeah and you know i what i recommend and i, I think a lot of people uh, landscape design people always recommend rather than planting a long row of something if you need a long row to separate a parcel of land or to have um, you know a barrier of some type plant different types of shrubs uh, some that may not grow as fast as the arborvitae or the leland cypress but things like magnolias and uh, uh I don't know. Wax, wax myrtle. myrtles are, are great, um, and uh, osmanthus. The camellia sanqua. Camellias. There are a lot of things that you can plant and have Nelly. a really neat design, and they're not going to all get the same disease. A lot of hollies. Hollies are yeah. extraordinary. The uh, Nellie R. Stevens holly. I don't know how big you need. Uh, the Nellie R. Stevens oh. holly, for instance, doesn't grow as fast as a uh, Leland Cypress, for instance, but it gets huge. But all of that is just kind of poor consolation to it your is. situation. It is. Unfortunately, but... Uh, it doesn't sound very optimistic for his situation. It, it, in most situations like that, there's really not much you can do uh, uh, with bagworms. And so that's one of, kind of why I asked that first. With bagworms, you can actually just pick those out, and there is something that you can spray at the right time to help manage that. But with most of the other disease issues that you'll have on those, um, you know, once it's in there, you know, you just kind of hope for the best and hope it doesn't spread too fast and that you don't lose too many. Yeah. Um, That's great. Great information, guys. Do you recommend any kind of fertilizer or anything for those? Uh, no, fertilizer is not going to do anything for them at, at this point, I, I would think. Uh, I'm, you know, you could use a slow-release fertilizer. It's not going to help the ones that are affected, infected. Yeah, if right, it's but just just to make the other ones more healthy, is there? 
you know, cer- certainly, certainly, it never hurts to do a soil sample to check your pH levels and, yeah. and your phosphorus levels, especially. Um, you know, if they've been growing, if the others have been growing vigorously for the last several years, they're probably fine. Yeah, and, and if you've pl- if you've sent it putting fertilizer out for your lawn, then you know it's going to get it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, if if they're not growing quite as vigorously as you'd like, there's certainly no harm in putting out a little bit of slow release fertilizer. Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Though. Thank you so much, and and let us know uh, what happens, uh, the outcome of this. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, David. Sorry we couldn't help you more and be a little more optimistic. Is your lawn looking a little ragged from winter critter damage? Have molds dug tunnels in your lawn? Have plants been devoured by voles? Are you ready to give up on gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. End the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent has a strong, super strong, actually, formulation that's effective and easy to use. Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. Hey, did you know that many products can kill moles and voles, but they have an undesirable effect of killing other animals, too? But not Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally poisoning any animals, pets, or birds. Imos Garden Repellents are sold all over the Triangle. Look for I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent in the big orange bag at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Southern States in Carborough and Garden Supply Company in Cary. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the other I Must Garden repellents, deer, rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, 919-860. I can't believe we've almost gone through three hours here. Uh, you know, our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited and Raleigh and Carrie have a pretty cool feeder for you. You can win this month. It's a clear dome feeder that protects your seed and also the feathered friends against the weather. Wild Birds Unlimited is also including a super blend seed for your birds with essential protein and calcium for nesting families. To win it, go to the contest tab at WPTF.com. That's Just go to WPTF.com, go to the contest tab, and register to win another great gift from Wild Birds Unlimited. And this is contest is going to go on. I think through the month of April, so uh, please get involved with that. 919-860-9783. Each season brings us different things. Uh, we're in spring now, but uh, today, it uh, I don't know, it's not as – you look around and it's certainly springy, but the temperature this morning didn't feel like that. And your car – has to go through all of this, too, and you want to keep it in good shape. You don't want to get stranded. So King's Auto Service, 
believes in being proactive with the maintenance of your car. And that's always a good idea. It's going to save you money in the long run. Plus, you won't break down. The effects of the uh, cold weather, then the hot weather, you know, the belts, the hoses, the fluid levels. You need to get all of those checked along with your antifreeze protection level. Tread depth on your tires for maximum handling and control of your vehicle are also important for winter, spring, summer, fall. King's Auto Service can help you prepare for all of these seasons. For those of you currently driving a Toyota Prius or some type of hybrid vehicle, more more and more of those on the road, the certified hybrid technicians at King's can help you diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement. And that could, I mean, these cars can run for hundreds of thousands of miles, or they may give up the ghost at 150,000 miles. You'll need a new battery pack, and they can be pricey. Call Kings today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Better still call them on Monday. I don't think they're open today. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Let's go to uh, Glenda and Garner. Glenda, good morning. You're at WPTF. Hi. How are y'all today? We couldn't be much better. How are you, Glenda? I'm well. And good. I do listen to y'all mostly every weekend. Well, listen every, every weekend because it's good yeah. therapy, isn't it? It is, and yeah. I enjoy all the information y'all give out, but I just let it slip my mind sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> How can we help before. you? I wanted to know who that was in Garner that had the daily lease set. So That's Steve. Steve. I thought, but I didn't know. I tried to look up what he said, but I'm not I'm not very savvy <clears throat> and searching for things. Yeah, I know you have to go to, gosh, I should have written down the name of his garden because that's the key. Uh, the Raleigh Daylily Club is what you need to look for. And then there's a, uh, a list of uh, people who have uh, gardens that you, know, you can you can open. I remember him saying just one more. That. Just one more. Okay. Well, look, go to the Raleigh Daylily Club website. Uh, are you doing that now? Well, I can't. I'm I'm in the car. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was talking to Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't don't run off the road. Paul was going uh, to try to look this up for you. So we'll we'll uh, look it up. And uh, but that's what you need to do. We'll see if I, I don't want to give his address out on the air. Yeah, I, I understood that. I got an address I thought it was, but it didn't look like it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's too far from um, display, display off gardens. of seventy. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, not far from Agri Supply, but yeah, it's actually the Raleigh Hemerocallis Club. Yeah. But but a Google search for Raleigh Daylily Club does bring it right up, and oh, then, it does. and then you click on the menu and and select Display Gardens, uh, and there you will find a list of their members that have Display Gardens. And I'm looking at on my on my phone, and I don't have my reading glasses on. Uh, just one more daylily garden is the one that you'll look for. Yeah, and, and it'll have uh, it'll have the information, uh, okay. his address, that's, and everything. That's great. Well, yeah, 
Thank you so much. Sounds like a good deal. Get those spider lilies. I'm going to. All right, Glenda. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye. Let's head down to beautiful, historic Rockingham. What a pretty place. Uh, uh, Attorney General Edmonston, I assume you have been in that courthouse at some point. Been in that courthouse, and I've sure been. If you're talking about uh, Rockingham City, yes, uh, I have been to that speedway many a time. Oh, well, I have too. I have been there many, many, many times. Mr. DeWitt. Yeah, LG DeWitt. Keith, how you doing today? I'm well, thank you. How are y'all? Well, couldn't couldn't be a whole lot better. I hope everything's. We always pass through there, and we're going down to to Peach Country to some of my wife's right. relatives uh, down in Macby. We go through. Had the pleasure of going through Rockingham. Yes, uh, I have a question. Well, I was reading on the internet about tomato plants, and it said to that you should plant them a little deeper than the root up on the stem so they develop better root system. And then it said I needed to prune them and top them. Okay. Well, that's uh, – you don't do that, that as quickly as you said. <laughs> that makes it sound you, – you're making it sound easy to grow tomatoes, Keith. Yeah. yeah, so so what the, – the planting a little deeper is especially helpful – if you've brought home a, a tomato from the nursery that's gotten a little bit leggy, um, you know, okay. so if you bring home a tomato from the nursery or the garden center and it's kind of flopping over a little bit because it's gotten a little leggy, because, you know, the, and when they're in those little cell packs and you've got six or eight or four and they're so right. close together, sometimes they can get a little leggy, a uh, little tall and spindly. So you can plant them. Uh, with you don't want to do 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 this with the vast majority of plants but with with tomatoes and peppers it's it's it can be done you just plant it deeper and it'll that plant will put out root systems from that stem and so you'll get a bigger root system and and you'll get a a stockier plant in the long run um okay. and and then suckering is optional but that's just where you um where the main branches come out you'll have new shoots come out next to the stem near the base and and you can pinch those out uh later in the season um and uh and then the the topping would be i guess that's with the um i always get determinate and indeterminate confused um but it's with one or the other that just keeps on growing and and i think probably the topping is is just to control the height a little bit uh, yeah, the determinate varieties stop growing once they reach full size. So indeterminate keeps growing, mm-hmm. and I, I suspect those are the ones where well, that you, we mostly grow. Yeah, and you you might want to top those um, just to control the the size a little better. Yeah, and if you'll if you will Google what I did was Google growing tomatoes in North Carolina. And uh, a, a good article from the Chatham County Cooperative Extension Service came up. But you could also call uh, there in Rockingham, you could call the, uh, the Extension Service uh, for, right. Rich, for Richmond County, and they might be able to send you something or point you in a direction that would give you uh, step-by-step directions. All right. Thank you. But even if you have step-by-step directions, they're still – 
tough. They're one of the toughest plants to grow to fruition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, the 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 planting a little deep, the topping, the the pruning. Uh, you know, the the biggest challenge you're going to face is the insect and disease pressure, um, and uh, you know that's just part of growing tomatoes. Is you're going to have some right. good years and some bad years. Um, I would say that other stuff is, is kind of icing. Um, but right. good, good cult, you know, selecting good disease-resistant cultivars, uh, making sure that you've got uh, good, well-drained soil with lots of organic matter and uh, proper pH. Uh, those, those are the ma- most important things for tomatoes. Yeah. And crop rotation. Don't plant your tomatoes in the same spot every year. Yeah, because there there are a lot of uh, diseases that are soil borne. Mm-hmm. That uh, the Granville wilt mm-hmm. is one of them that uh, a lot of people have problems with, and uh, they have to grow containers uh, in containers, but they need to be sterilized. Also, so it's uh, it's quite a challenge uh, for for a lot of us to grow tomatoes. But uh, you know, you can. That's why they invented farmers markets. That's right. <laughs> Keith, I appreciate you calling. I I have one other question. All right, quickly. Several weeks ago, you guys were talking about a flowering plant that was about six feet tall that had a wonderful fragrance, and I forgot. I didn't write it down, and I'd love to know what that was. Wow, think of it. I don't know. There are so many of them. I don't know. Are you them. looking for a shrub or a perennial or? No. Uh, well, it it may have been. I think the the one we've talked about the most over the years is the fragrant osmanthus, yes. which is a, a very one is a wonderful evergreen That's evergreen plant. shrub. Yeah. yeah, that can get pretty tall, but it has uh, several times a year has tiny little white flowers on it that you barely even notice, and but the fragrance is is kind of overwhelming. That's the one we talk about the most. I'm not sure uh, exactly what we were mentioning then. All right. Something that's blooming right now, the, unfortunately, the blooms don't last very long, It's and the, the plant is not particularly pretty most of the year, is a Korean spice viburnum. And the fragrance on those blooms is extraordinary. It really is. But there are a lot of, um, lot of uh, plants like that. But osmanthus is the fragrant osmanthus fragrant. is the one that we mentioned the most, I think. All right. I appreciate it and enjoy your show. We got, you, we saw this called a sweet tea olive. Yeah. And if you hear us mention something like that again, that call try to call us immediately. All right. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of old folks up here, Keith. <laughs> All right. Uh, take take care. Mm-hmm. Uh everything you Every time you buy a bag of black cow, you really are helping the environment. The black cow process helps to repurpose manure, and I'm sure everybody's about doing that because uh, you know we really depend on uh, manure, which is composted properly, so it is environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden and lawn. Black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes and garden soils, and it helps to retain moisture, too. Your lawn, flower beds, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and black cow. 
For more details, I mean, it's sold everywhere. Check out the website at blackcow.com. A lot of great information there, but you can find it at your good garden centers all around. All right. Um, we need to take a break. We'll be back and see if we can talk to have enough time to talk to Ray in Nashville. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And I think officially we probably run it into the ground today. We've certainly done that. Uh, you know, squirrels can be a, a big nuisance in your garden. They eat flower buds. They dig up plants. They chew on decks and outdoor furniture, and they can really be annoying. But, uh, well, to say the least, do I hear Snickers? Uh, put a stop to squirrel damage with Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent. Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels don't like. Available in liquid and also granular form, Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. I know people like Phil Campbell and the folks at Logan's and Nelson Cox all swear by iMust Garden products, and they sell it. You can spray iMust Garden squirrel repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the iMust Garden granular repellent directly into the soil, your uh, flower pots to prevent digging, and if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leaving out. Imos Garden repellents are sold all over the triangle. Look for Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Durham Garden Center and Logan's One Stop Garden Shop in Raleigh. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from Imos Garden. All righty. I uh, want to remind you that uh, you can you can head over to the contest tab at WPTF.com, and uh, you'll have a nice surprise there. Our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited in Raleigh and Cary have a pretty cool feeder you can win this month. It's a clear dome feeder that protects your seed and the feathered friends against the weather. Wild Birds Unlimited is also including a super blend of seed for your birds with essential protein and calcium for nesting families. To win, all you have to do is go to the contest tab at WPTF.com and register. And let's hope it's squirrel-proof, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeedy. Hey, Ray is in Nashville. Ray, we got about three minutes. How are you? Good. How are you all doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Hey, I uh, heard y'all talking, I think last week or week before, uh, <clears throat> about uh, uh, travel and things to see. And I just wanted to throw it in that I took Punk and uh, we went to Glacier National Park in uh, uh, Montana. Right? And uh, it, if nobody's ever seen that part of Montana or anything, uh, I highly suggest it, except for the fact that after you come back, you might be sad and you might think that all the other states are ugly it is <laughs> it is off the scale 
it, it doesn't look real. Yeah. You do the little hike trails, you come out in these metals with this snow capped mountain, you see a glacier there and the waterfalls. It looks like a storybook you had when you were a kid and they made yeah. it like everything look mystic and and like some place that doesn't exist. They actually have that all over the place. It it, it gives you chills when you look at it. You think, Now where am I gonna go now? That's where that was my reaction to Israel. And and I my, my <laughs> wife and I have not been to Glacier National Park, and I, I hope to go there sometime. I agree with Ray, but we've got some pretty things here too, Ray. Oh, we do. Yes, I mean, you can't beat North Carolina with the mountains and the seacoast mm-hmm. and all that's in between. I yep. said that to a guy on a plane, and he, he agreed, but he says uh, one thing to do. He says you need to see the Grand Tetons in Wyoming before you give up. Right. Okay. He said, I ain't going to say it's better, but it, it's about, it's close to equal. And I said, I got to put that on my list. Now. Monument Valley in Utah, the Grand Canyon in Arizona. Oh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. Arizona, the United the States is not hurting for uh, beauty. Uh, scenic places. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's what, one of the many, many reasons everybody wants to come here. I agree. But I hey, uh, Ray, that on in there, though. Yeah. Ray uh, uh, Rufus. Since we got Ray from Nashville on here, why don't you leave the uh, read the Cliff Joyner saying of the day? Oh, here it is. <laughs> it's how you deal with failure that determines how you achieve success. How about that, Ray? <laughs> oh, I'm living proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> you and your greenhouses, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a customer just today, the last customer. He's building one. And I said, take a look at this and i showed it to him and he goes well how'd you do this i just uh, yeah. i showed him and matter of fact punkin just cleaned it up this last weekend and uh punkin's got that thing oh man hard work it, and it ingenuity looks, it looks really good it looks like uh you know those magazines that used to show all the little garden things right around? yeah yeah she, that's she's fantastic uh, she's really and that's probably the best thing i ever built her that she actually utilizes all the time fantastic keep her happy ray Oh, yeah, that's that's number one. You have a nice weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you later. All right, you all have a good weekend, too, and keep traveling. All right, buddy. Miss Ann, we'll see you next week. Uh, no, I don't believe we'll see I think you're going to the Beats next week. Uh, Brother Rufus, we'll see you next week. Yeah, my neighborhood. And, uh, Paul, anytime, buddy, anytime. You're always welcome. Pleasure to be here. All right. Uh, Jason, thank you. God love you, everybody. Have a nice, safe weekend.